Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name's Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a bubble in my throat on that one. <clears throat> and my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> that was weird. It was weird that when was I weird. said it, and I was like, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, let's just keep going. So this is this is a special bonus first impressions pod, not a normal Monday release. For anyone tuning in for the first time, typically we review straight to stream science fiction, TV, movies, whatever. Visual entertainment media. Visual entertainment media. <laughs> as long as there's pictures and sound. And we release new episodes every Monday. Uh, but this is a bonus first impressions episode. And we reserve these episodes for things that are technically straight to stream. But honestly, there's going to be so many people covering it that there's no need for us to do an in-depth review of what it is or how it came to be and blah, blah, blah. And I think judging from the big sci-fi movie release this weekend, I think everyone knows what movie we're, we're about to talk about. Plus, you saw the title of the pod <laughs> when you clicked it on your <clears throat> streaming service. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. So, but before we talk about this movie. Oh, man. Before we talk about it, I have to ask you a question. Sure. Is this the most successful bounce back sequel in a film franchise's history? Like, I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil my my thoughts and opinions. Yeah, please. This is the best movie that DC has made. I'm gonna say it right now. This is the best film that they have ever made. Ever? Like ever? Or just in the extended universe, I, like the recent I, films? The most recent offerings. Yeah. So the DCEU or whatever they're gonna call it. Okay. Better than anything else. Uh, I mean. I, Aside from the Snyder Cut, Okay, obviously. I was going to say better than the Snyder yeah. Cut. I mean, that was... Well, but I mean, that's like comparing The Hobbit to The Cimmerillion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this... <laughs> yeah, one this... is readable. Um, <laughs> one, you got to see the first book. The other one took half my life when I watched it. Uh, <laughs> I actually... I never watched the... I watched the first Hobbit movie, and I was good. Mm. I was done. Oh, uh, well, it's... The, so we can talk about that it. some other time. That's a whole yeah. other rant I got. <laughs> I got to keep that one in my back pocket for when we need content. No, no. It, they're not good. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. I saw the first one. <laughs> but uh, no, I really do think so. I think this is an automatic win. James Gunn, I wouldn't say controversial. I'd say he's had a interesting career. I, I honestly thought when when I found out he was going to be making this or directing this movie, I thought it was going to be awful. Mm. I honestly believed that I was like, man, I, he just he's just going to make Guardians of the Galaxy two. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the same yeah. thoughts. I thought this is just going to be Guardians of the Galaxy again but in DC, yeah. and I guess well, when I heard it was rated R, I was like, okay, maybe it'll be a bit edgier, blah blah blah, which it definitely is, but. Uh, <laughs> You got to step back. You don't want to cut yourself from all the edge. Yeah. In this movie. And I, and I hate this. I kind of feel bad that I thought that because it's not like he's a one trick pony, right? I think it's just we saw him moving from one comic book universe yeah, to all. another and we're, there's just so many similarities. But this is definitely a different type of film than those. And that's the, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to compare them anymore. I think that they're just it's just a different type of film. They're yep. filmed differently. It's much more practical. There's I'm, I mean there's significantly less green screen involved. <laughs> there was a giant digital starfish. <laughs> yes. Spoilers. I, oh man, we didn't warn anyone. Uh spoilers for the movie. Uh, oh. there's a giant digital starfish. I mean it's in the trailers. <laughs> I didn't I don't watch trailers, so I'm not I'm I just assume saying. though if you're watching if you're listening to this pod that you've probably seen the movie or yeah. at least seen trailers. Why of would it. you? Why would you listen to an episode of a podcast on 
<laughs> first impression of a movie you've never seen. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Fair maybe enough. because they just value our opinions so much, Chris. They gotta they gotta lift their standards up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lift their standards up a little bit. No, I have to agree with you. I I went into this not really sure what to expect. I knew it was going to be better than Suicide Squad, but that's not exactly a high bar. I was hoping for fun, goofy action movie, and I got a really really good fun, goofy action movie. Much more grounded and i that sounds really weird because we just talked about how there's a giant starfish <laughs> and one of the main characters is a is a walking anthropomorphic shark probably my favorite character but they somehow took polka dot man and made me like <laughs> and care about polka dot man and i like that they called the other character rat catcher two like they <laughs> they left the two on there which i don't think is something that's been done in a comic book movie they might have somebody with the same name, but they never use the one, well, the two, or like the alternate. It's really interesting, especially in the in the context of our perspective. Right, we are we're not in the Suicide Squad, even though there's a lot of shots, which I, I really enjoyed the the voyeur camera work. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Where like yeah. there's a couple of scenes where like the camera is like looking over a fence or looking, you know, through a hole or something. I think only on one or two occasions that's actually the perspective of a, uh, an actor in the movie. Maybe. I, I only remember one instance, and I think it was Ratcatcher 2, ironically. Because I guess to everyone else, she's just Ratcatcher. But in the context of needing to identify the team members, her dad was probably in, I don't know if he was in Suicide Squad or whatever. Yeah, probably or not with the timeline, but ta- he was a villain Force of some sort. X or whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, this is Ratcatcher, but she's the second one, so we just call her Ratcatcher too. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it makes sense. I liked it. I liked it. But but you are yeah. right. I don't think I've ever, ever seen that. Not in the movies, no. So I, I also want to talk about the movie poster. <laughs> great, great piece of art. I don't know if you've seen it yet. The one on IMDb. Gonna go ahead and give the blurb. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese, or Corto Maltese, as they were saying at the end. Yes, yes. I actually lo- I love this poster. It's a it's a fantastic poster. It's, um, it's, there's a movie. Go ahead and lay down some facts for me, and I will, I'll get what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, so we're already on IMDb. So it is it's sitting at 7.7 stars out of 10 stars, with just over 62,000 ratings. A median of 8 with uh, 28.1% of the ratings. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% fresh, certified fresh, 85% audience score, both really, really high. The critic consensus on this on Rotten Tomatoes is Enlivened by writer-director James Gunn's singularly, singularly skewed vision, the Suicide Squad marks a funny, fast-paced rebound that plays to the source material's violent, anarchic strengths. Round out the uh, the facts over on Metacritic, 74% Metascore. Is that the highest Metascore we've ever had? And 7.2 user score. I think I've seen one in the 80s. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yes, the movie poster, I see you shared with me the Dirty Dozen movie poster. It definitely is that same kind of art style. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, I, I mentioned I haven't watched any trailers for this. I probably saw five seconds of trailers because of YouTube ads, right? Like, that's as much as I've seen of this. So I didn't know anything about the plot. I knew who some of the characters were. Like, I knew John Cena was in it. And I knew Idris Elba was originally going to replace Will Smith, but then they made him a new character with essentially the same motivations. I thought it was definitely a better decision 
Oh yeah, better yeah, yeah, better than having him replace and really a better character overall. This version of Bloodsport versus the last movie's version of Deadshot, even though they're both assassins and they're both motivated by their relationship with their daughter or lack thereof. Yeah. It's handled so differently that it's it's not just a Yeah cheap replacement and i really actually really enjoyed the blood sport version of it because he's not an anti-hero like at the end of the first suicide squad movie will smith's Deadshot becomes an anti-hero he becomes he's journeying to become basically a superhero blood sports not doing that yeah he is doing whatever's best for him and, and still moving on so i really enjoyed that really really enjoyed it the whole opening of what i was trying to get at by saying i didn't know anything about this movie really going in going into it is that it opens with michael rooker I was like, oh, <laughs> awesome. And I saw Sylvester Stallone's name in the opening credits. And I was like, oh, awesome. Okay, that's new. And then as this whole squad of people, you know, Rick Flagg is back. Joel uh, Kinnaman. Kinnaman, who I really, really like. Um, I loved him in The Killing, which I think is the first thing I saw him in. And then he was in the first season of Altered Carbon. The RoboCop remake. Yeah, the RoboCop. Yeah, well, you know, the RoboCop. We can't all make good decisions. <laughs> I really like him as an actor, and I hope I'm glad he got to be in this. I enjoyed his his performance in The Killing, and I've been a fan since. So he's there, Harley's there, because these other characters, these other uh, actors who you kind of recognize, some other CG characters, and then in the <laughs> first ten minutes, they all just get wiped out. Everyone but Rick Flag and, and Harley Quinn, and I thought that was great. Like they spent so little time explaining what the Suicide Squad was, and just showed us they all died. <laughs> More or less, yeah, Michael Rooker gets his head exploded. Everyone else is dying. And that shows what they are. This isn't necessarily unique to the Suicide Squad. I think it's been a, a trend, especially in, in science fiction and superhero movies that I've noticed, where there's just a lot less exposition, a lot less handholding for the audience. I think that studios are finally not scared to, to put this random comic book character on there and not have to fully explain it. They're not worried about the average Joe either not getting it or thinking it's dumb and not seeing it because it's been proven that they're going to make a ton of money. Now, I appreciate that because if this movie had, if the studio decided that they need exposition for what everything is, this would have been a solid two and a half hours instead of just over two. I didn't catch until, because I watched this last night, so I didn't catch this until today when I was pulling up everything on IMDb that Nathan Fillion is in this movie. Yes, he's the arm guy. (laughs) He is the arm guy. I didn't, because he has a mask on or a helmet or something, and it's dark, and I just didn't recognize him. <laughs> to really add on to that, I also spent the whole movie going, when is Sylvester Stallone going to show up? And then in the <laughs> credits, I was like, all right, who, does, who was Sylvester Stallone? And I was sitting there looking, and I was like, oh, he voiced King Shark, and I had no idea. So I'm not exactly a reliable source of Well, I didn't see him in a- the credits, but I eventually, because- we're talking about a superhero movie. That's my superpower. I always joke is when I'm watching something and I'll, I'll hear a, na- a voice, I'm like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. Right. Did this one take you a while? Or did you get it right away? Well, no, no. I just, I thought he was going to be in the movie. So I wasn't even paying attention to the shark. And then yeah. like when they're on the, the plane or the, the osprey or whatever, that's like at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- extracting them. And then like, I thought maybe he was going to be the pilot and it was going to be Barney from the Expendables, you know? Oh, like, sure, yeah, sure. No, I I mean, I'm just, I mean, maybe it's a joke, maybe not actually him, but, and then, like, the movie ends, and I'm like, oh, I guess he's the shark. Yeah, they, I, I guess the shark. And then, like, while the credits, I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I saw his name at the beginning, and I was looking forward to it. I was like, I like, I like Stallone. 
Yeah. I mean, he's not the greatest actor in the world, but I'm, a, you know, I'm a fan. To call back to your uh, mention of how there's less exposition these days. Yes. I recently listened to another podcast. Uh-oh. You don't just sit around and listen to our podcast on repeat? <laughs> no. Other, <laughs> I others, wouldn't either. Others on repeat. Now, they, uh, they were talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. And when they were writing the script, they intentionally wrote it in such a way that every 10 minutes, something happens. So you're never bored. You're never like waiting for the next thing. That very deliberate pacing. I, I think that maybe what you're talking about is that exposition. Like instead of like having people sit around talking about it, they would just do the visual storytelling thing. And that just gives us our exposition like, oh, okay, this is this is a group of people whose job is to complete the mission and or die, you know, whichever one you prefer. Yeah, whatever yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. Whichever you prefer. If you want to die, you can die, you know, standing there while a giant starfish is <laughs> bringing down its massive finger on you. Yeah, just stand there. Don't is move. It a finger? Leg? I don't know what they're called. Mandible? No, I don't know. What are these starfish arms? Arms. Appendages. Appendages. I, I knew there was a word I was missing. Appendage. That's the, yeah. the technical term. <laughs> People who have been listening to the pod and listening to it in order know that I've been rewatching Star Trek, 90s yes. Star Trek. So I've watched all of Next Generation, all of Deep Space Nine. I'm several episodes deep in the first season of Voyager at the moment, this week on Sci-Fi. And <laughs> I... Uh, I sometimes get annoyed because it's like, okay, how long are we going to spend explaining it? All right, let's show it. Let's do something. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm sure it's because it's a television show and budgets and whatnot. But I'm probably in my mind comparing the type of exposition we get in movies the last couple of years, even in the independent or B movies that we watch for the normal episodes to older science fiction. So it is just a, it is also a different approach. Did you have a favorite member of the Suicide Squad? Well, ironically, Will Smith, I liked it. So the Suicide you, Squad is, just, is not a great movie. Hold on. Suicide Squad is not a great movie. The 2016 or whatever year it was. Yeah. yeah uh, the original one that came out. But I saw it when I was with my family. Uh, I was in Oklahoma for a wedding. So it has like a real, like, it's got some special meaning for me. I like Joel Kinnaman. I like whatever his name is. Colonel Flag, Captain Flag, Major Flag. Which I don't Sergeant know Flag? Whatever rank he is. Colonel. Colonel Rick Flag. Yeah, Rick Flag. But no, Deadshot was my favorite part of the first movie. Okay. But Blood, I mean, it's obviously Bloodsport. Like, okay. He's, uh, <laughs> like, when he's cleaning, I was like, hey, like, I just expected Nick Cage to also be there cleaning when I, <laughs> in, in my head. I was like, they should be cleaning together. This is the most Idris Elba has <laughs> ever cleaned. No, no, no. It's, it's definitely Bloodsport. I don't know what happened because I think we didn't get a whole lot of Margot Ro- Robbie or Robbie. Robbie. I think it's Robbie. I mean, yeah, we do get her. But I think they concentrate on some of the other characters, and that's great. It's the, you know, that's what an ensemble cast is supposed to have. Absolutely. But I think with the last movie, they just focused on, like, a lot on two or three people because that movie was cut to death. Yeah. No, it's it's Bloodsport. I like okay. Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. I mean, Idris Elba. Hmm. So. Fantastic. He's one of the goats. Oh, yeah. For sure. How about you? My favorite in both the last movie and this movie, to a certain point, <laughs> is Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I, I don't know why I they love killed Captain him off Boomerang. So they murdered him and I, I had an audible reaction to him <laughs> yeah, dying. No. So I was like, what? You can't Same. just kill Captain Boomerang in the first eight minutes of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Why? Why is what? he dead? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love Captain Boomerang because he's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's so dumb, but it, but it works. It works so yeah. well. Uh, so... <laughs> 
Yes, I love Captain Boomerang. I was excited that he was one of the few characters coming from the last movie into this one, and that they murdered him. They just killed him off, yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, was it is it Jay Courtney? I always want to say Jai, Jai. when I see his name. I think it's Jai. Jai. Is it Jai? Okay, I so I was Jai. right. Yeah, Jai Courtney's not bad. He is a, a decent action actor who keeps getting involved in movies that aren't that great. <laughs> he plays Jack McClane in A Good Day to Die Hard, which I think is the one role of his that is in, just ingrained in my brain. And then he's oh. in Terminator Genesis. He's in the Divergent movies, or at least one of them. He was in the first Suicide Squad. So it's just like he does these action films. I think he enjoys it because he seems like he, you know, he does a great job, but like the overall project itself, like he. He's well, kind of cursed with not picking the greatest projects. He was in the Melbourne Theater Company's rendition of Macbeth. So I think he's just an actor who just oh, yeah. doesn't care. He's a great actor. That's what I'm saying. He's a great actor. He's just, I, need, I want him to get into an action role. And so I was excited. And anyways, he dies. But as far as our main group, yeah. I really liked Peacemaker. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Bloodsport's our, our main guy. And we're rooting for him, more or less, the uh, the whole time. But just the idea of just the the character as a whole, I was really worried that I was going to be taken out of the movie just by seeing John Cena walking around with whatever that helmet is. (laughs) But it works. I mean, even I mean, we say that I mean, there's the guy walking around with polka dot outfit and it works. So they're doing a really, really good job. And his portrayal of the same skill set, more or less, as Deadshot or Bloodsport or any other mercenary type character that DC Universe uses. What's the real famous one that I'm I'm forgetting? Well, there's Deathstroke. Wade Wilson, Deathstroke, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all just versions of Deathstroke at yeah. the end of the day. Uh, he's just the most popular version of it, at least. The perfect soldier. I mean, that's what yeah. essentially looking at is the perfect soldier. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even Colonel Flag is essentially the same thing to a maybe a slightly lesser extent. But the way they were able to take these two characters who essentially have the same quote unquote superpowers and have them be so different, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. When they first introduce Peacemaker, and because Amanda Waller saying, oh, yeah, we, everyone on the squad ha- is recruited for their unique, uh, per- unique yeah. abilities. And then she repeats exactly <laughs> what she said about Bloodsport. I was like, that's nice tongue in cheek. Like, that's a nice, I think they react to it on screen, but it's a nice jab at the DC universe and just comic books in general about you already have a character that does that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, Iron Man and War Machine. Yeah. Stand oh. right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So it was uh, it was pretty good. I think that he was my favorite part of the movie, and I'm glad we might get more of him. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting you if you watch all the way to the end. Yes, I did. There's an after credit scene where he is in a uh, hospital bed. Yeah, I was really hoping that was going to be Rick Flag. Honestly, <laughs> uh, there's going to be an eight episode TV series. Oh, really? I did not know that. Okay, on HBO Max. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm all right. I'm into that. Cool. Yeah, I I am kind of sad that uh, Joel Kinnaman's gone. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to talk about it earlier. I think Joel Kinnaman is the runaway favorite for if you were to rank the actors in Hollywood who look like they're desperate and on the edge. Oh, yeah. Joel Kinnaman is the runaway winner. Have you uh, seen I, The Killing? No. Y- you should watch that show. It's really, it's really, really good. It's a detective cop show or whatever, and he plays- okay. I guess you consider the junior partner and the two the, uh, detectives that are the, the main characters. And you, what you just described is him to a T, just strung out and you know desperate looking, kind of greasy, you know? Yeah, but then you yeah. turn around and you have him in Altered Carbon. Very different role, different character. Even in this, I mean, he stands next to Idris Elba and John Cena in a scene. I think I've seen it both 
I remember it from the movie, but I've seen the the still shot it's as been well. A, yeah, the promotional images. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he fits. You know, he's yeah. not the he's he's not as big as John Cena. I don't think anyone on that show <laughs> is, uh, or in this movie is. But he fits. He he really fits the role. So, and I don't know how they're going to do another Suicide Squad without Rick Flag. He seemed to be kind of a a driving force there. But uh, I don't know. But that also really, I think that Peacemaker killing Rick Flag. I think really pushes the Peacemaker character for me. He's a joke character. I mean, they're all joke characters, but he's a joke character who's just helping out. Like he's there for jokes and then suddenly he's the foil for this. So it, it was really well done. I thought. Peacemaker is a, I, I had no idea who Peacemaker was. Same. I, if you're not a big comic book fan, you probably don't know who most of these people are. Like I didn't know who Blackguard was. I, I did not know who Bloodsport was. I thought I, I thought he was a, a completely new character, like that they just made up. But apparently he's not. Apparently he's been in things, a lot of things. Well, he tried to kill Superman. I think they they mentioned that yeah. in the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. Like I'd like yeah. to see that. <laughs> I got him mixed up with the Valiant Universe character. Oh, Blood. Oh, what was his name? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. So like when they said blood sport, I was like, wait a minute. That's not a DC character. Didn't we just have a movie with Vin Diesel in it for this character? <laughs> and I kept calling him Deadshot too. That's the best part. But yeah, like King Shark, probably not a whole lot of people. I mean, maybe if you played the Arkham games, you might know some of them are. I didn't know yeah. Polka, Polka Dot Man was a real no. person. Uh, TDK, <laughs> the detachable so kid. What a st- like. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah, talk about a joke character. The only one I'm really sad. I mean, obviously besides Captain Boomerang, but the guy who played Javelin, Flulaberg, uh, Flulaborg. Uh, he's a famous German actor. He's been in a lot of things, but <laughs> I, I really like him, and I'm sad he's dead. Great job, filmmakers. Picking out your disposable Suicide Squad for the beginning of the movie because they're all yeah. actors that you would expect to live more than ten minutes. Sure, so yeah. it's a nice <laughs> twist for especially if you're going in blind. I think if you watched a lot of trailers, you could like knew who the main characters were. You could probably guess. Oh, a lot of these people, if not all of them, right, uh, are gonna bite the dust here very soon. But because I mean, and they kept following Michael Rooker around. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know he was going to be yeah. a big part of this movie. He's not. He's not going to be a big yeah. part of this movie. <laughs> he dies pretty quick. Savant. 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 I, yeah. 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 Okay. What is this guy's powers? Well, he can bounce a ball around very precisely. He has a genius level intellect. He exhibits forgetfulness due to chemical imbalance. He's a master martial artist. He speaks a lot of languages and he knows how to operate a computer. I know how to operate a computer. Is that a superhero power? I'm this guy, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, if you have HBO Max, I absolutely think this is worth the price of subscription. This is a fantastic film. It is decidedly rated R. So before you sit down with your kids to watch the movie, because it's a superhero movie, there's a ton of language. There's plenty of blood and gore. There's a little... What's the exact term? Let me find it here. There is brief... Brief graphic nudity. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's rated R for strong violence and gore, language throughout, some sexual references, drug use, and brief graphic nudity. So... Who's naked? Who got naked? When they are murdering that camp of freedom fighters because they think they're the bad guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) There's a scene where they they shoot somebody who's like taking a shower or something. So you get full frontal male nudity for like maybe less than a second. Cool. So this dude, (laughs) real quick, Peacemaker, because he's getting his own show. So do you know anything about this guy? I didn't know he existed before this movie. 
So I'm going to give you uh, the first paragraph of his history, his biography on on Wikipedia, okay? Okay. The peacemaker is Christopher Smith, a pacifist diplomat so committed to peace that he was willing to use force as a superhero to advance the cause. He uses an array of special non-lethal weapons and having founded the Pax Institute. <laughs> non-lethal weapons. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely not non-lethal in this movie. Most of the villains he lives, he goes up against are dictators and warlords. Smith later learns that his peace through violence efforts were the results of a serious mental illness brought on by the shame of having a Nazi death camp commandant for a father. Yeah, that'll do it. Interesting. I'm looking forward to watching the show. We'll, I mean, we should absolutely do a, a normal podcast episode on that, at least the pilot, as we normally do. Okay. Awesome. How, why is this jaw so chiseled? Because some people, not us, but some people get all of the good genes. Any closing thoughts? Worth the price of subscription? Awesome. Yay. Oh, did you, uh, did you like the cameo? I don't, it's not a cameo because I think he's credited. Ratcatcher? Did you catch who that was? Oh, uh, Taika Watiti. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Feel free to reach out to us on social media at Sci-Fi Wise Guys on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find us in our Facebook group, Sci-Fi Wise Guys Podcast Group. You can also email us at SciFiWiseGuys at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you thought about the movie. Give us suggestions for straight-to-stream science fiction movies or TV shows that we should check out. The more B, the the better. <laughs> Uh, for a little bit more structured <laughs> podcast, you can uh, check out our normal releases every Monday. Tomorrow, we're releasing an episode on The Tomorrow War. <laughs> but we appreciate you checking out our first impressions pod. Yeah, I think both of us agree. Watch this movie. It's pretty good. And uh, stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And if the government ever asks you to join Task Force X, say no. Yes, say no. <laughs> Bye, everyone. You, you don't want to get your head exploded because you, you freaked out. <laughs> Poor Mike. Oh, I'm not. I wasn't looking. G.I. Joe is doomed. What is this? It's a VHS tape. Is that a VHS tape of the G.I. Joe cartoon? Uh, an episode, yes. Countdown for Zartan. I did that. I got one. Uh, I got the first episode of Sar of G.I. Joe Sergeant Savage. Mm. I got it when I, it was like 86 cents when you bought a G.I. Joe action figure. So, Oh, I don't know. I, I found this at a garage sale or something. It was at a state sale. Oh, nice. Anyways. No.